Welcome. You're listening to Faith vs. Weight with Maria Bauer. Maria is a former U.S. Navy Health Information Systems Officer, current health and wellness coach, and author of the book, Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. As a National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal trainer specializing in weight loss, fitness nutrition, behavioral change, and women's fitness, Maria is also a former Live Strong YMCA cancer survivor trainer. Now, here's your host, Maria Bauer. Hello and welcome. I am so excited to share these closing thoughts with you from the previous seven-week podcast series based on excerpts from my book, Faith versus Weight. Thank you for letting me be a part of your weight loss victory. The inspiration for Faith versus Weight came when I was a young Navy officer stationed at the National Naval Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland. The city and hospital were named after a local church that took its name from the same place in Jerusalem where the invalid was healed. I served as an aide to the admiral of this 5,000-member bustling command and as a military White House social aide. I was surrounded by executive-level leadership along with many of our nation's best and brightest at various White House events. From a career standpoint, this was a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. While at Bethesda, I also had an opportunity to serve as a chapel volunteer praying with patients on the cancer ward. It was a sacred privilege to share in people's lives at their most vulnerable moment. There was no pretense. If there is a time you are looking for God, this was it. Since cancer doesn't discriminate, our patients were all ages. As I wondered, what if we could turn back the clock and intervene before things got to this point? My time volunteering on the cancer ward taught me two lessons. Lesson number one, seize the day. One afternoon, I ran into an old friend from my early enlisted days. He was the same age as I. We were now both lieutenants. I was so happy to see him, yet crushed that it was under these circumstances, with him being a patient fighting for his life. Thankfully, he pulled through got married, and went on to bike across the U.S. There is nothing like staring death in the face to get you to start living. Lesson number two, this is the only day you have. I often ran into a beautiful young mom who prayed almost daily in the chapel. In her case, unfortunately, her days were numbered, not a moment to waste. Yet she had a peaceful countenance about her that comforted all she came in contact with. This begs the question, how do people feel after they have had an encounter with you or me? Are we going to leave the world a better place than how we found it? Our days are also numbered. Today is the only day we have to make a difference. Although I thoroughly enjoyed my day job, I actually learned more about what really mattered in life on the cancer ward. Not all disease is nutrition and fitness related, but the odds favor a much higher quality of life if you take care of your body. Instead of blaming your circumstances, this newfound energy can actively be spent making a difference serving the body of Christ. Because of this, I asked the Lord to give me the opportunity to one day serve on the preventative end of health care before it was too late. 
10 years and a few moves later, that time finally came. My family and I moved from the San Francisco Bay Area to Dallas-Fort Worth. Not being a native Texan, three things kept haunting me. Number one, the higher incidence of overweight and obese adults and children, along with the associated health risks at younger and younger ages. I knew this was the Bible Belt, but seeing it was a whole different story. It grieved me because I saw a certain lack of joy and felt people giving up before they had even gotten started. The second thing I noticed was the amazing faith this part of the country weaves into its life on a daily basis. Having lived in various parts of the U.S. and overseas as a Navy officer, I had never experienced such a vibrant, faith-based community. This was not my first time in the Bible Belt. However, this was the first time I noticed faith beyond the walls of churches, impacting so many facets of life. There was no lack of faith. Because of this, I started wondering why a significant number of people with such tremendous faith were not applying their faith to their weight problem. The next thing I noticed gave me an idea as to why this was occurring. The highways into Dallas seem to have the same three billboards over and over again. Different companies, but the same message, bariatric surgery, weight loss programs, and plastic surgery, in case you want to remove the excess skin after your weight loss surgery. Since then, I have even seen signs advertising bariatric surgery for sale. This was and is big business, no pun intended. Not exactly a view of the Golden Gate Bridge. It seemed as if weight was a problem that could only be solved at a high cost with medically supervised intervention. I thank God for the gifted medical professionals who in many cases have saved lives because of these programs and bariatric or related surgeries. However, it is tragic that so many people believe expensive medical treatments or surgery are the only way out of this mess. With all the research, think tanks, government task forces, and organizations trying to fight this battle, is this really the best we've got? I recently read an article supporting bariatric surgery as a cure for diabetes. It has dramatically improved this situation for many. Yet I couldn't help thinking, we need to intervene before we get to this last resort. I make this point not to hammer bariatric surgery. It exists because there is a market for it, just like there is a market for diet pills, shots, shakes, etc., It was at this point I certified as a personal trainer specializing in women's health and weight loss. Faith versus Weight was launched in Capel, Texas at the Capel Family YMCA. It wasn't until I was a born-again Christian and teaching Faith versus Weight at Prestonwood Baptist Church in Plano, Texas, that I realized there was an even bigger issue at stake than just keeping people out of hospitals. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen. 
As a Christian, when you are immobilized because of health issues or your weight, this affects at least two people, you and whoever you are going to share the gospel with that day, but couldn't, either because of compromised health or weight-related issues, or from just being too tired to get up off the couch. Many of us are just in lousy shape. You and I are not the only ones who need to be healed. The reason we need energy to serve the kingdom is to fulfill God's call to spread the gospel. In the Bible, once people were healed, they could not keep their mouth shut about Jesus. Neither should you. As you heal, you can help others heal as you tell them about Jesus. You need energy to do this. One woman in the Bible told an entire village about Jesus. She was not responsible for whether or not they received him, but they did. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. John 4.42 The Mission Field So as you reclaim your newfound energy, where do you start? Where is your mission field? One night after leaving one of my son's soccer practices, I got my answer. Somehow when we left, I took a wrong turn. As soon as I realized I was heading in the opposite direction, I tried to make a U-turn. However, with every chance I might have had, there was another no U-turn sign. Eventually, I finally landed in a church parking lot headed in the right direction. Then I saw a sign that was only visible when leaving the church. It was pitch black at night, but the sign's bold letters seemed to call out to me as they were vividly illuminated by my headlights. The sign said, You are now entering the mission field. Whether we are aware of it or not, the mission field exists as soon as we walk outside our front door. In some cases, we don't even need to leave the house. This is it. You and I are the light of the world. If we are unable to be the hands and feet of Jesus, showing his love through our actions, then who else is going to share the gospel? You can make this world a better place by loving the Lord first, which teaches you how to love yourself so that you can have the energy to love others and share the good news with the world that desperately needs it before it's too late. When I first realized I was surrounded by the mission field, I felt overwhelmed, struck by my inadequacy to make any difference at all. Then I remembered I was not alone. First, the Lord provides wisdom through the Holy Spirit, who inspires us with the right word at the right time, if we ask for it. Second, the Lord provides through His church. The church is designed to equip us for the mission field through the Word of God, through the godly example of others already serving, and through the fellowship of other believers. You and I are not meant to go it alone, but we still have to go forth right here, right now. This is why we need energy. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. 
Psalm 19.8. God's laws are not given to oppress our lives, but to bring joy to the heart. The seven virtues discussed in my book, classes, and this podcast series help us to follow His laws with clear insight for living. If you need to repeat a week, repeat a week. This is not a pass-fail. The book on Kindle for $3.99 has a Change Your Life section at the end of each chapter that can be used as a refresher course for as many times as you need it. For now, here is a summary to help you succeed going forward. Week 1. Prudence. Ask yourself, what is the most likely outcome of what I'm about to do before you do it? Put the Lord first. Is what you are about to eat going to give you energy or rob it? Instead of feeling like you are being pulled like a tin can on the back of a just married getaway convertible, plan ahead. More days than we like to admit, we do have control over our food choices. Week two, temperance. Are you focused on God's power or on your limitations? Inanimate objects have no control over you. If you are having a hard time having self-control with a particular choice, it may belong in the prudence category discussed in week one. Ask yourself, what has food done for you lately? Sugar ages you in more ways than one. Remember, this is not the Last Supper, so keep desserts to 100 calories and eat real food. Week 3. Faith. Do your food and exercise choices reflect your faith? Would your faith in this area touch Jesus? Pay attention to how your faith affects your decisions. Why can't it be you? Who do you limit when you believe you cannot do something? Point to yourself, then point to God. Faith is contagious, both in and out of the gym. This is one of the reasons fitness doesn't start in the gym. Consider exercising for your body type, as discussed in week three. Week four, justice. Put your need for God above your need for justice. Take God at his word. Number one, love yourself as much as you love your neighbor so you can love more neighbors. Number two, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's skinny jeans. Number three, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you, whether you feel justice was served or not. Trust in the Lord. Stress-free does not necessarily equal fat-free. The perfect time to start is today. Balance your eating and exercise. Week 5. Perseverance. Expose your excuses when it comes to exercising. Perseverance is not a feeling. It is one of the rewards of the fruit of the Spirit. Work on observation instead of condemnation. Are you taking the time to worship God, basking in His glory, so that you can recognize His power? Underline the word power Every time you find it in the Psalms, the battle is the Lord's. So is the victory. Week six, hope. Do you believe God wants to give you a hope and a future? Talk to God about any lack of trust or anger. Your symptoms are not your destiny. Get help if you need it. 
How much of your future are you willing to waste on your past? Forgive God, others, and yourself. Tune into worship music. Tune out media. View food as a drug. Make it work to your advantage. Eat the rainbow and incorporate some of the fats discussed. For a complete list, you can check out Faith vs. Weight on Kindle for $3.99. Unhealthy choices make you feel worse, leading to a downward spiral. You are never going to experience a sustained improvement in your mood without corresponding improvements in diet and exercise. If you are grieving, find a Christian support group. This does not drag the process out. It facilitates healing. Week 7, Love. Is God your first love? Do you trust God's timing with relationships? Are you in a relationship Groundhog Day? If so, get counseling. If married, ask God to be the center of your marriage. Get help if you need it. Teach your children about Jesus. Find a way to incorporate Bible time into family time. Ask God to help you be a good example when it comes to making healthy choices. As the old saying goes, preach the gospel at all times. If necessary, use words. Expose and encourage your children to experiment with different interests, including active ones, until something sticks. Don't allow junk food and media to steal their confidence or their childhood. If depression is an issue, seek counseling. Giving up is not an option. Pray as if your life depended on it. God hears. He loves your children even more than you do. As I conclude this series, I pray it has helped you and will continue to help you magnify His glory by reclaiming your energy to serve the kingdom boldly, wherever your mission field happens to be, and that you may hear the same words from Jesus spoken to the woman who touched the hem of his cloak in the crowd. Your faith has healed you. Thank you for listening to Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. To keep up with Maria's class offerings, speaking engagements, or just to follow Maria on social, check out mariabauer.com. Consult your physician before starting any weight loss or exercise program.